Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast listeners, you are going to start hearing us recording from the sanctuary again. We have, as a congregation, decided to come back together to worship in person with masks on and a COVID protocol that is our way of prioritizing the most vulnerable among us, those who cannot be vaccinated or who are not vaccinated. So enjoy listening. And again, you might hear us from our sanctuary in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the recordings might actually end up um, sounding different in this setting, but we hope that you continue to listen, give us feedback, rate us on your different podcast listening apps and take good care. Be safe.
Good morning, good morning. <laughs> good morning. I am Pastor Henra. I go by pronouns he and him, and we welcome you to our service this morning. I know we are few in number this morning because parking is just crazy outside, but we welcome you anyway, and we welcome y'all online uh, for joining us this morning as we continue to explore this expression that means extraordinary. And we have it, I'm excited this morning. I'm ecstatic this morning because I have my friend, my family, Reverend Jeline, that's going to be speaking to us this morning. Yes, yes, give all that, give all of that. Um, as we continue, as we say that to explore um, this aspect of living a extraordinary life, a extraordinary love, having extraordinary compassion, and we continue this morning. We're so excited, as I stated, to have Reverend Jeline with us this morning. As always, COVID protocol, we do live safe. Uh, we do all, we are masked up um, at all times when we're up down here on this part, so please follow that as well. Um, for those of you who want to follow us online, you can always go to www.parkmassbaptist.com, and at the top you'll see bulletin, and you can follow along with us this morning. Well, and another thing, Miss Marquetta, all of us, let's say happy birthday to Miss Marquetta. She happy turned birthday. 75 today. Normally she, uh, there, there, she, there she is, there she is, as we speak, as we speak. So come, let us worship God in this space this morning. Amen.
rehearsal at now and so we're trying to not kill nobody all right please join me in the call for worship lord you give us
much of the heart of your being to make room for your weakness, to give it life and breath for you. All for your honor, for your life, your encouragement, and just being Welcome. I'm one of the pastors here. We do this time of centering down, and it's become a practice that I'm trying to do outside of here. It's an ancient Christian practice. We call it centering down because we follow the works of the Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman. And so as we take this time to get quiet, been doing this study on Monday nights, and um, I'm going to call your name Elizabeth. Elizabeth has this drawing that she did of, of a, a person, and it was this question of like, why is it hard to look within at times? Because um, it feels like maybe like a, a deep well within us, maybe even one might call like a dark and that maybe in itself is the divine, which is hard to look at. So we take this time and we try to center down our bodies. So I'm going to do a practice that Reverend Keith taught me, which is just called rebirthing. And so as we calm our minds and our bodies, sit comfortable, comfortably as you can. Sometimes I say put both feet on the floor, sit really into your, your sit bones, and if you feel comfortable, begin to close your eyes or have a soft gaze, they say. Let your breathing be normal, but begin to notice it. This is something your body does reflexively or intentionally. Begin to, if you're here in the sanctuary, you might hear a little hum from the air conditioning unit. You might hear a little movement from your neighbor. Take in a deep breath if you're comfortable with that. If you're wearing a mask, you might notice that that breathing out is a little odd. Notice your shoulders, your posture, how you're holding yourself. If you need to make any adjustments, feel free to do that. Take this time. Think about that part within you that is divine, that is extraordinary. You are extraordinary. You are uniquely made. 
you are loved as you are. Holy God, who made us all. Holy God, who made the snowflakes, each individual, who made the rings of a tree match our own fingerprints. Holy God, whose fingerprints are on each and every one of us. We come this morning we become aware of your presence, which lives within us. We ask today that this worship, this time, be healing. We ask that this time be used for your purpose, God, the building of your kingdom, the creation of spaces and places where your justice is the center, just as you are the center of us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus, our black Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Johnson, for that prayer. We have come to our time of offering and thanksgiving. As always, we have several ways to give here at Park Ave. We have a basket in the back you would like to drop any uh, monetary funds off in the back. We also can text give at 470-300-1731, or you can go to www.parkav.baptist.com, and at the top you'll see give. But let us pray over our offering this morning. Our extraordinary God, we thank you, first and foremost, always for the gift of life, the gift of being, uh, for the gift of all that you have given us. And at this time, we come to give a piece of that back so we may extend your love and your will and your purpose out in this world. May it be pleasing. May it be used for the upkeep of your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we have came to our time of scripture reading, am I correct on that? We have another song? Okay. Let me not get ahead. Jesus, make me like Jesus. My heart is an open space for you to come and have your way. I'm open. I'm open. My 
beautiful. So next up is children's moment. Before that, we're going to do some announcements. I kind of mentioned it because I can't stop talking about it. We've been doing this Monday night study of the book Wisdom Jesus. We're only doing that for a couple more weeks, and then we're going to begin an unpacking series, which is essentially we bring in folks, we talk about topics, but it's really a small group setting for us those of us who want to talk about deconstructing, it's such a buzzword, or we want to talk about healing theologies, ways that we can um, take concepts that maybe we learned that didn't help us 
that didn't help us as queer folk or help us as people of color and replace those with narratives that work for us. So that's gonna happen on Monday nights beginning, I think, um, I wanna say the 12th. I, it's October. So <laughs> sometime in October, we'll let you know on the email. Um, what's the other thing that we have? Anything? Oh, Reba is helping us with the tech this morning. Can we just like, yeah, shout out to Reba. And so we do need and more Cyrus folks that are. Too. And Cyrus is doing the sound. He's in the hallway. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you to them, really. And we're still looking for folks to help. Um, we have a lot of folks that follow us online, a lot of folks that don't feel comfortable being back face to face, members of this congregation and beyond. So let's keep that going. And now let's do children's moment. Do you wanna come up here, Louise? Children's moment is for everyone though, right? Okay, I asked you if you wanted to do this, but you wanna do this, right? Okay, cool, come sit. So, I mean, today is Miss Marquetta's birthday, which is awesome. And this week is also somebody else's birthday. Whose birthday? Mine. Oh, okay, okay. So, so many special people are born every day, right? Every single day. And do you think that we, each and every one of us, are dreamt of by God? <laughs> I, th I hope so. I think, I think it's true. Every day is someone else's birthday. True! Because we went to a birthday party yesterday, didn't we? Wow. So all of these different people are God's dreams all becoming people, right? Okay. Hey, I need a, an assistant. Can you help me? Will you hold this and turn the pages? Thank you. Okay, let's turn the page. So this book is, keep going, is called God's Dream. Each one of us. Dear child of God. And am I just talking about Luis and Miss Marquetta? Who am I talking about? Everyone, dear child of God, what do you dream about in your loveliest of dreams? Do you dream about flying high or rainbows reaching across the sky? You dreamt about tires in the sky. <laughs> That's a dream. Taking over. Do you dream about being free to do what your heart desires or about being treated like a full person no matter how young you might be? Do you know what God dreams about? If you close your eyes and look with your heart, I am sure, dear child, that you will find out. God dreams about people sharing. God dreams about people caring. Oh, it looks like a cat. <laughs> it's a cute cat, hearing a bowl. 
God dreams that we reach out and hold one another's hands and play one another's games and laugh with one another's hearts. But God does not force us to be friends or to love one another. Dear child of God, it does happen that we may get angry and hurt one another. Soon we start to feel sad and so very alone. How does it feel after I am angry? I feel, I feel bad. How do you feel? After a while, mm -hmm, and I feel sad too sometimes. Sometimes we cry and God cries with us. But when we say we're sorry and forgive one another, God wipes our tears and God's tears too. God wipes God's own tears. I guess so. I mean, I could wipe them. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Each of us carries a piece of God's heart within. And when we love one another, the pieces of God's heart are made whole. God dreams that every one of us will see that we are children. Yes, even you and me, Jen. <laughs> we have different parents or we live in faraway lands. Even if we speak different languages or have different ways of talking to God, even if we have different eyes or different skin. Even if you are taller and I am smaller, even if your nose is little and mine is large, dear child of God, do you know how to make God's dream come true? It's quite easy. Yeah, it could really be so easy than you think it could be. <laughs> but what do you think God's dream coming true looks like? easy as sharing, loving, caring, as easy as holding, playing, laughing. It's as easy as knowing we are family because we are all children of God. Thank you, Paige Turner. Will you help God's dream come true? Park Avenue, will you help? <laughs> All right, will you pray with me? Okay. You don't have to say I mean, you can, so. Sure. God, thank you. Thank you for reminding us that we are all in one family. You love us and make us unique. And we are all a part of you. Help us to remember this when we get angry when we try to separate ourselves, help us to remember that you want us to love each other and hold each other. And we pray this in Jesus' name, our black Messiah. Amen. And now Alexia is going to read scripture. reading from Mark uh, chapter 7. The Pharisees and some legal experts from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus. 
they saw some of his disciples eating food with unclean hands. They were eating without first ritually purifying their hands through washing. The Pharisees and all the Jews don't eat without first washing their hands carefully. This is the way of observing the rules handed down by the elders. Upon returning from the marketplace, they don't eat without first immersing themselves. They observe many other rules that have been handed down, such as the washing of cups, jugs, pans, and sleeping mats. So the Pharisees and legal experts asked Jesus, Why are your disciples not living according to the rules handed down by the elders, but instead eat food with ritually unclean hands? He replied, Isaiah really knew what he was talking about. What? really knew what he was talking about him when he prophesied about you hypocrites. He wrote, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Their worship of me is empty, since they teach instructions that are human words. You ignore God's commandment while holding on to rules created by humans and handed down to you. Jesus continued, Clearly, you are experts at rejecting God's commandment in order to establish these rules. Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and the person who speaks against father or mother will certainly be put to death. But you say, if you tell your father or mother, everything I'm, I'm expected to contribute to you is Corbin, that is a gift I'm giving to God, then you are no longer required to care for your father or mother. In this way, you do away with God's word in favor of the rules handed down to you, which you pass on to others. And you do a lot of other things just like that. Then Jesus called the crowd again and said, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. Nothing outside of a person can enter and contaminate a person in God's sight. Rather, the things that come out of a person contaminates a person. The word of God for the people of God. To the valley, from the desert to the raging sea, in the silence or the city streets, oh, your presence always covers me.
Reverend Jen comes up this morning. Let us pray over uh, our pastor this morning. God, we thank you for allowing us to be in this space. Uh, may you bless the words that are going to come forth to us this morning. May it not fall upon deaf ears. May you open our hearts and our minds to receive something fresh, something special from you. Bless our pastor this morning as she comes forth. Amen. Oh, please. Come on. Come on, friends. It's just me. Um, I know most of you, but for those who I don't, my name is Jen um, Lyon. My pronouns, pronouns are she and her. Um, and for about eight years, I had the privilege of walking alongside of you all as one of your pastors and part of this community. And it really does feel like coming back home um, to be with you today. So I really appreciate the opportunity. It is my first time in an actual church building since the pandemic, which is super odd. Um, but I'm so glad that Park Ave um, and this place is where um, I get to have this first experience again. So, um, and I do send um, love from Trey and Gabe and Taylor. They are at home keeping Tay safe until we can get her a vaccine um, and uh, or else they would be here with us as well. So they love you and they thank you um, for sending out and reaching out and showing y'all's love for our family as well. Um, enough about me and us. Um, our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark. And um, it may be just me, but you'll have to go with me. You guys are kind of used to that. Um, Mark for me is kind of like that great aunt you have that shows up to your graduation party or your engagement party or your wedding and they only tell the stories that embarrass you or talk about the things you did wrong as a child, right? Mark here, great aunt Mark, tells, talks about the disciples in such a way of, about all the things they do wrong, right? Um, great aunt Mark likes to tell about how they disappoint Jesus, how they don't understand, how they can't do uh, what Jesus asked them to do. So much so that scholars actually is, call this a legit theme of this gospel, right? 
So great aunt Mark in this passage kind of paints the disciples like blundering sidekicks of an old 60s sitcom, right? Uh, And by the time we stumble upon them here at this dinner party, I kind of feel sorry for them. After all, they've almost died in a ship on a storm, not once, but twice. Bad luck. They've been overwhelmed by crowds of thousands of people. They've been given actual impossible tasks to do by Jesus, like feeding five or 10,000 people without any food or money to buy food on a mountain away from any resources. They have not to mention left their jobs and their families and houses with real life beds to follow around this stranger, this compelling stranger that has a story they want to know more about that for some reason talks in riddles, but it makes them wanna lean in and understand The world is changing. Things they know about the world are changing by this man, Jesus. They barely get a break. They don't get a moment to catch their breath or process what they've seen or heard before immediately, it's a very popular word in Mark, they're on to the next person that needs healing, the next crowd that needs feed, feeding, the next demon that needs exercising. I mean, really, can we not just give them a break? I've kind of felt like that myself these last year and some odd months as this monstrosity of a pandemic seems to linger and linger like the stink of my 16-year-old when he refuses to bathe, even though we have, you know, a free and um, legit bar of soap waiting for him in the shower that is both effective and safe. (laughs) And a global pandemic killing millions would be enough, right? But let's not forget the multiple global humanitarian crises or displaced peoples, conflict and famine abroad, conflict and food insecurity in our own neighborhoods, physical and sometimes ideological isolation from family and friends and coworkers. And in the middle of all this, we're trying, right? (laughs) We're trying to be loving, to stay connected to stay active in the fight for justice, to love mercy, to look for the spirit of God wherever she may be moving in this dumpster fire of a world we find ourselves in. I mean, seriously, can we get a break? Hey, Jesus, some of your disciples didn't wash their hands. And just like that, the table scattered quiet. No one makes eye contact. Peter puts his head in his hands. James looks at his hands and quickly puts them under the table in his lap. They all take a deep breath, waiting to hear how they've disappointed Jesus again. But Jesus, when he speaks, he doesn't speak to his unwashed disciples. He speaks to the critics. 
to those who are paying so much attention to the actions of someone else, not for the purpose of helping them or reminding them or being a friend, but for the purpose of pointing out their mistakes. There's no good reason to bring this up right now. There's no noble purpose for disrupting dinner to tattletale. And I don't know if it's just me, but I really think that these folks are like the biblical prototype of social media trolls. Pointing out a perceived weakness or a mistake and calling it out in a public space, the intent was humiliation. The intent was to show that although Jesus claimed to be a holy man, he surrounded himself with heathens. The intent was that these blundering disciples could discredit the work and the teachings of Jesus. But Jesus directs his frustration not at the disciples who forgot to undergo the ritual cleaning, but towards the people who chose to shame them for it. You want to talk about traditions, Jesus says? Well, let's talk about what you do and don't do. And now I do want to stop here and say one thing. I don't want us to interpret this text as Jesus to condemning the traditions themselves, okay? Because what you don't hear great aunt Mark say is that those scribes, those teachers of the laws and the Pharisees pointed out that Jesus himself didn't do this. So probably Jesus went through the ritual. He was ceremoniously cleansed before he ate because you know if he didn't, we would have heard about it in this text. So Jesus is certainly not saying here, yeah, all those rituals and traditions are bad and worthless and we should all stop them. Jesus is thoroughly Jewish. These are his traditions passed down from his ancestors. They've shaped his own life and story and connection with God. They are vital for his own spiritual formation. Jesus doesn't condemn the traditions here. In fact, hello, somebody, spirit of God. In fact, I think in that um, super righteously judgy Jesus way that I love so much, he condemns those scribes and Pharisees for being hypocritical and not following those traditions well enough themselves. He talks about some traditions that they've put in place. And then he talks about how those traditions contradict the law of Moses, the ultimate tradition passed down from, you know, the OG ancestor, Moses. Jesus doesn't condemn the traditions. He condemns the critics. Because it's not the traditions themselves that are the problem. It's when we stop using them as a spiritual practice for us and start using them as a litmus test to be judgmental against someone else. It's when we'd rather pile on to another person's discomfort than offer them the grace that we wish would be offered to us when we make similar mistakes. It's when traditions are weaponized against people doing their best to follow the way of Jesus and used to say, you're not good enough to sit at this table. 
the sermon series that you all have been in is extraordinary. We've heard a lot about that this morning. And when I was asked to preach, I was super excited because I was like, great, I can pick out the most extraordinary text in all of Scripture. And there's a lot to choose from, right? I mean, resurrection, pretty extraordinary. Um, creation stories, they're, they're up there. Um, there's those really weird kind of cool things that the Hebrew prophets do in all those books. Those would be fun. Um, there's jailbreaks that happen because of earthquakes and angels. And one of my personal favorites where three um, Hebrew women are so passionate about the injustice they're, they're, they're witnessing and they're experiencing that they change God's mind. That's pretty extraordinary. And so you have to imagine my surprise when I was reading through scripture, waiting on the Spirit's nudge for this morning's text. And I felt her nudging me towards this minor little interaction, stuck between some major miracles and teachings and of Jesus and great aunt Mark's gospel. I was struck by how extraordinary these few words of Jesus were to the first ears that heard it. When Jesus gets the crowd's attention again, he turns, I feel, to speak directly to those bedraggled disciples and says, nothing that comes from the outside of you can make the inside of you any less worthy of me. But what comes out of you certainly shows how connected you are to me. And that's good news, y'all. Extraordinary good news. Good news for a group of blundering disciples trying to keep up with Jesus when the world as they know it was changing every day. Then and now. Because the world is a mess, y'all. And sometimes we're going to forget to wash our hands. Sometimes the spiritual traditions that have shaped us will feel more draining than life-giving. Hear Jesus say that's okay. Maybe the current chaos you are feeling has drawn you back to more ancient spiritual traditions that have been practiced by people of faith for years and centuries and millennia. Whether you're shedding practices or adding new ones, the objective is still the same. Nurture that inside part, that heart. The part that makes you fully human and I believe holds a fleck of the divine creator. Because while nothing from the outside, nothing you could do would make the inside of you less worthy to hold that fleck of the divine. Nothing from the outside defiles you. What comes out of you to others has an impact. I want to end our time together this morning with a little exercise. One that I do almost every time that I engage scripture. If you're comfortable closing your eyes, I'm going to ask you to do so. If not, um, like Darce said earlier, find a place 
on the wall and just let your gaze go there. I want you to go with me to Great Aunt Mark's dinner party there in chapter 7. I want you to walk in and look around. Picture it as you see it in your mind. Are they eating outside or inside? Are there stars in the sky or is it cloudy? What does the table look like? Can you smell fresh bread? Can you hear the mumbles and broken pieces of conversation from folks around? Now look around and notice the people. Look around until you see your own face reflected. I don't know about you, but I see my face reflected in the face of that forgetful disciple with unclean hands. And also a little bit in the face of that know-it-all scribe. And maybe even in the face of the stranger in the crowd, not sure what any of these people are actually about and a little, little hesitant to believe what's happening. Now that you've seen your reflection in this scene, hear the words of Jesus as both liberating and challenging. Liberating you to let go of what's not working for you spiritually and challenging you to evaluate what's coming out of you that could be condemning or liberating others. Have the courage to create new practices or reconnect with ancient ones. Our world looks different. It's changing and it's challenging today. So it's okay if the way we connect with God changes too. Don't let what it used to be like or what it used to feel like make you critical of your own practice and definitely not someone else's. The bad news, friends, is that the outside is pretty much a mess. But the good news is it is what flows from inside of you that is altogether holy and worthy and full of a divine promise that matters. So nurture that. Seek ways to deepen your connection with your creator. Choose the traditions and the rituals that are life-giving to you in this moment and at this time. And keep following the way of Jesus, no matter how many mistakes we make on the way. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Jen. Let's give her another hand this morning. Thank you for that message, for that reminder this morning as we come to our time of response.
um, Pastor Darcy and myself will be in the back if anyone needs prayer. Um, and if you want to join um, this holy social club that we call Park Avenue Baptist Church, we're available to talk to as well. But let us respond to this amazing message, this great reminder um, that we heard this morning.
knowing that the God who created you loves you and empowers you to live boldly, to serve creatively, and to love inclusively. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into the world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God who created you loves you and empowers you. To love boldly. Live inclusively. And to serve creatively. Amen. Amen.